like one of the Mandalorians was, you know, a traitor, right? Because that's kind of what yeah. we've been mulling around. The previous episode was called Spies. Who's the spies? <laughs> Who's the man in the best mask? He's the man, the Lorian, who gets paid to do random tasks. It's the man, the Lorian. This is the way he'll say, and then he'll be on his way. And we are live with another episode of the Mandalorian After Show. It is season three, episode eight, the season finale. And it's that show brought to you by The Key, where we watch literally the episode right before we jump on here. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And if you're watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash The Key Show or youtube.com slash The Key Show. Or if you listen to the podcast, it's wherever you get your podcast from. You can find us there at The Key Show slash The Key Show, all social media, all that stuff. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. We also got co-host Sarah Zitney, a.k.a. Miss Marauder. Sarah, how's it going? Hello. Going great. Feeling good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm so relieved to have been proven wrong in my own head, my expectations. That's great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, let me introduce our guest. We got Darth Chaco himself, Darth Chaco. How's it going? Hello there. Uh, I'm doing good. And yes, once again, all of my predictions were wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's awesome to be in a space with Star Wars fans who, when our prediction is wrong. We're not mad at Star Wars. For I, I hate so. it. I hate it. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars sucks unless it's the Star Wars in my head. How dare they? Yeah. How dare they? You know, um, how have you how have you been, Chaco? Like uh, with this with this season, like up until this episode? Uh, this season has certainly been an interesting one. Like it's it's been a. Uh, a, a big change of pace from all the previous. Se- oh, I mean, each season actually has had a different pace. It's interesting because season one was very kind of aimless, one-offy. And when this season started, I was kind of shocked because the like the first episode of this would have been three separate episodes of the first <laughs> season at least, and it kind of went like that. Like we just we kept covering so much ground, but. Uh, I'm happy that we got to where we were able to wrap up, you know, pretty much all of the loose ends uh, by the end. We all just went into season three being like, yeah, his whole thing is going to be searching for Mandalore. Like, that's just going to be like the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought we weren't going to get him at the waters of Mandalore until like a halfway through the season truly but then this episode was like a little microcosm of that because i was like man how are they gonna get din out of this and then it was like oh we got out of it okay okay cool like that's not where the episode is going at all (laughs) i thought i thought it was gonna end with them being separated but then they you know i was like okay i expect a bad ending bad Bad batch gave us such tragedy that we're like (laughs) I, I didn't two finish the season of Bad Batch, by the way, but I I, I know roughly I know roughly what happens. No, I, I know roughly I know they somebody, all have a good time, you know, and they all there, live happily ever after. There's two people to blame. All right, there's the Bad Batch, uh, and then the other person that's to blame is uh 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 Brendan Wayne. Wait, what? Who said? And I quote: I wrote down his quote. This next episode is going to make you wish you hadn't asked for more because it just might hurt too much. Why would you? That's that Who said was that? like I, I remember Brendan that, but... Wayne. 
the the guy who does some of the that's also in the Mandalorian suit. I don't know oh, if he was yeah, only yeah. on there for that. the fight, but like that's like blatantly wrong. Yeah. Like there's no situation in which you could say that was true about the finale. So like that set the expectations for like, dang, like, are they going to kill Bo-Katan? Are they going to like, why would you, right. why would you lie? Like, <laughs> it's so weird. I I went in, I went into this episode with two thoughts. One is that somebody will die. And then the other thought is somebody will betray like one of the Mandalorians was, you know, a traitor. Right. Cause that's kind of what yeah. we've been mulling around. The previous episode was called spies. Who's the spies? <laughs> the, the shadow council. They were literally in a big council talking about being spies. It's, 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 it's true. It's I, just the way it was presented. We all just went off in the, at least. Myself. I know. I, I truly appreciate how off the deep end everyone went with it. Because it was like, it started off like, okay, the armor is being a little bit sus, like, okay. And then it was like, if you look at the colors that are flashing on each character, it's flashing on Din. So maybe Din is going to go to the dark side because it's a red color on him and red is the empire. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe he's Mephisto. Yeah, like, okay, the thing I hate, you, I hate it so much is when people are like, it has to be the armor because her helmet has horns on it. And Darth Maul yes. has horns, <laughs> and now Gideon has horns. Therefore, yeah, she's evil. I, and it was like, I would, uh, I would like notarized apology letters from everyone that said it was the armorer because I was like, me and and my dear friend BK were like, we are ride or die for the armorer. It's armor slander. Everyone's saying she's suspicious, but she's not. It's just the sexual tension between her and Bo-Katan. Like that's well, all that I, was there. I was, I'm gonna be honest. I, I just don't trust strong, capable, independent women. That's what that's what it is. That must be that I, I did think it was the armorer. I did because she's been shady this whole time with Bo. You she's know, she's never done a single shady thing ever in the show. <laughs> ever. She, she, thinks not that, done. she thinks that Bo Katan caused the downfall of her civilization. I mean, and she's in, and, and is now she, she she's wrong. Are you gonna tell me she's wrong? It's the she eased up on enemies to lovers. It's enemies to lovers. That's why she's winning her over. They're from different sides of the tracks, but I mean, they're, the they're armor, learning to the armor like eased up on her own like dogmatic principles, though, right? Is it just me? Yeah, yeah. Did, I, did... I, I... Chaco? It's it's I I feel like it's just your expectations of of her, you know what I mean. I feel like when you see these people in this you know in a sort of religion, it's it's normal to project your feelings on organized religion in general onto that group. But I haven't seen them really change anything. The only the only difference is it's like rather than have you join our group, we need to join all the groups so you don't have to play by our group's rules. You know, so she did change her mind though, because she used to be very strict about who was allowed in their group, and then she kicked out Din for taking off his helmet, and then him and Paz had to fight for the dark saber, and then like all these like very specific things, like he had uh, you know had to do, and then then she goes to Bo and says, "All right, you're okay the way you are." 
yeah, you walk in both worlds. So yeah, you be you to recruit other Mandalorian. Like I would say she changed her principles if she if we started to see their group of people take off their hunts. That's that's what would signify change. Cause she really, I, I don't know. I, I don't Yeah, I don't she see. didn't she didn't go out and announce everyone like if you're cool with it, you could take your helmet off. But also part of my thing, I I made this metaphor earlier today. Maybe it'll sound better this time. Um this comparison of like Everyone's like, oh, she let she let Bo-Katan in. And it's like, okay, well, she thinks that Bo-Katan is like the ultimate, you know, traitor to the way, right? And then she showed up and she's like, look, I'm willing to keep my helmet on. I'm willing to like embrace the way. I was like, that's like if the like leader of like the satanic temple came to the Pope and was like, I'm willing to do it your way. That's like the biggest get. Like to get someone converted essentially to your way that is diametrically opposed to you, like, the optics of that are fantastic. So I understand why the armor would be like, okay, like, come on in. Um, um, and and I think I think it all comes down to Mandalorians are stronger together, right? I think yeah. that that's always Bo's thing. And I think the armor kind of came around to that a little bit. You know, she's she knows that not all Mandalorians walk the way. And, but it's still everyone's home, I guess. I don't know, I just love her. Yeah, <laughs> but I actually I kind of took it the exact opposite, but still leading to the same conclusion. <laughs> Not that this is a great get; it's that uh, oh, she wants to be a part. Yeah, you're Mandalorian, you know. Like, yes, we have these rules, but in the end of the day, we're all on on the same side. And and I felt uh, you know, very we're Orthodox Jewish, and you're not, but cool see hanukkah yeah <laughs> um what was i uh uh mr plow in the comments says that he thinks that bo-katan confiding in her about the mythosaur eased the armor's apprehension that could have changed yeah we yeah. Can, we just can't see the face and that's the big thing about the helmets like we can't see the realization in their eyes like unless they like theater act with the helmets and they're like oh what <laughs> yeah i think i think she let i think she let her in at the beginning but then i think confiding in her about the mythosaur is when she was like okay she's a true mandalorian even though she takes her helmet off that's when she kind of i think bent a little bit and was like okay i'm okay with you know mixing the mandalorians yeah 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 but i think yeah, I mean, people were, I also thought that because the armorer has access to Beskar, that she was supplying that to Moff Gideon. That's just, that was just another thing. But then, no, Moff Gideon just has Beskar. <laughs> I, and okay. I'm not going to lie, seeing her flying around, slapping people with a hammer was just, so good. it was just great. <laughs> um, in my copious notes... Uh, during that scene, the only note I wrote was in all caps, and it says, inject this straight into my veins. Um, <laughs> uh, my reaction was shwing, um, but you know, that's... Uh... <laughs> Is it the same, swing of the Same, of the same energy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it was a swing of a, a hammer. <laughs> uh, between the armor and Bo-Katan, I'm, I'm more of a Bo-Katan guy. Uh, or uh, who's who's 
Who's the other girl? Emily Swallow, um, her interviews at Celebration? Because, uh, never mind. Yeah, no, I mean, she's, she, you know, she's very good looking. That's not my point. Anyway, who's the girl, who's the, the, the right-hand girl to Bo-Katan? Uh, uh, Casca. Casca. Casca Reeves. You know, um. I, I blamed, I blamed them. So I want to apologize to them. Um, when Axe was going up there and he was like, go, I'll stay with the fleet. I was like, I am sorry, Axe. I made a whole ass video about how if anyone was a spy, it's to you because you are only loyal to people that pay you. Um, I mean, he said that, you know? Yeah. And And he also, that actor also was like, you're going to find out why he wasn't in the season two finale. So what I have learned is don't listen to anything that they say. I think they're throwing us off because there there are spoilers sometimes. And then they're like, we trust the spoilers, but then, you know what I mean? Like now they're like, no, you just don't know who to trust now. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't even until the very, very end too. Cause he gets on the ship and he's like, everyone out of the ship. I was like, why? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was. (laughs) So like the armorer, like, I don't know. I was thinking like maybe it was Axe at the beginning of this episode. I was like, huh, this is fishy, but it's kind of like a murder. It's like the opposite of a, of a murder, like a, like a, you know, not a murder mystery or whatever, but like, like splitting up means you're going to die, but also splitting up could mean you're the murderer, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're going off alone. So it's kind of like that. Um, I, I assumed, okay. So here's something that, that, that still it still bothers me a little bit is we saw um roughly the range of the jetpacks earlier in the season and like i feel like i feel like he like he ain't hitting escape velocity right like so that's that's one of the reasons i thought he was a spy is because he was like where where are you gonna go like you can't make it up there but he did and we we just moved on so it's like lower at like low like it's not upper at it's like Right, it's not completely in space, right? That shit, it, and it's and it's Star Wars, you know. So <laughs> and yeah, maybe on the planet with the dinosaur turtles, they didn't have uh, the most, you know, fuel. Uh, but he's got all that imperial, you know, leftover <laughs> fuel tanks. I don't know. I mean, he brought I a mean, portable charger pack. I mean, Darth Bane is is like one of my favorite trilogy of books, and Darth Bane rides a space pterod- a, a pterodactyl through space uh from one moon to another and so if i can accept that i'm cool (laughs) (laughs) okay uh i didn't know that but all right um so so uh oh when axe uh takes the ship and then he's like flying the ship down he's like i'm taking it down i'm like I'm like, I salute you, sir. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like going down with the ship. He's a captain, hero. My captain. I'm sorry I ever distrusted you. And then he like blows a hole in the thing and he just goes out. And I'm like, oh, I mean, that's fair. You, you got a jetpack on. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you can fly, right? <laughs> like, okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I know when he was in the captain's chair, when he was in the chair and like shaking, I was like, fly away, man. But he's right? like, okay, he has to make sure it's on the right course. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because yeah, that was also bugging me. Because all he was doing is sitting there rubbing the arms of the chair. And I was like, you're not actually doing much. Like, you can leave, man. <laughs> was he at one point, but at one point he was doing the 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 cannons, right? Yeah. Because they were moving. But yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Reminds, I was like, why are we why are you still here? <laughs> reminds me of the the Star Trek, uh the Star Trek movie, the first one with Jay, like the JJ Abrams one, where Chris Hemsworth is in in the seat and he yep. you know, crashes the ship, I think. I think that's what happens. Anyway, the point being is uh I thought he was going down with the ship and he wasn't. So, you know, um, but if we back up and we get to the beginning of it, the Mandalorians are trying to get out, uh, get away from, uh, 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 what are they called? Not he, calls them troopers, the dark, right? he calls them dark, dark troopers, which is weird because their armor's white. Yeah. So he, well, he said they're, they're the latest iteration of dark yeah. troopers, but I don't even know. Well, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Cause like. Uh, Dark Troopers last season were robots, um, and like they like, also called uh, them like commandos at, at one point in the subtitles. But yeah, I had the thought yeah. process where I was like, "How were these an upgrade from what we had in season two? Like the season two one seemed like unstoppable killing machines, and these ones are like stormtroopers, essentially." But were, I'm not, were the ones that's in like a season, nitpick. Were they Beskar in the in season two? Were the robots Beskar? No, no right? The robots were no. not Beskar. But, but they, uh, they but still they, fucked they up Mando punch. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. They like punched him into the wall um, yeah. at one point. Yeah. But who are these guys? Who are the guys in the... Let's call them white troopers because I just want to call them white troopers. Uh, so many questions. Are they all Are they all clones? Um, and, and only the... You know, or or was it just the force sensitive ones that, that didn't flush down the toilet? Yeah. You mean you're thinking that all the white troopers are Gideon, Moff Gideon? What if they were early versions of, of his clone oh. before he was able to I don't think so. No, no, they didn't they didn't speak with his voice. So I, I didn't sound like him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they sound like uh, people, which is not the late stages of dark troopers. So I, I don't know. I don't know where they came from or who they were. What about the Praetorians? Are they called, they're called Praetorians? Is yeah. that what they're called? Uh, where, do, where do they, what is going on there? What is, who are they? Yes. Why? You know, all those questions. Yes. <laughs> no, it's, it's never, it's never discussed yes, in, in any, in any. If, if I'm being honest, I, I I just like watching uh, Din beat them up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, they definitely deserve it, but who are they? Not not established. I mean, they, they were requested, right? So they are like just an elite guard unit, probably um, to protect, you know, whoever is... Uh, well, where, where's Ray Sloan? That's that's what I wanted to know. But um, that's their faction was like Ray Sloan and and Brendel Hux and all that stuff. So it makes sense that they would come from them. Who they are, we we don't really know. I would just assume whatever stormtroopers uh, that they were training, because Brendel Hux trains troopers. That's his whole thing. That was his whole arc in Rebels. That's his like life's work. So I could see just whoever is the top tippy top is a praetorian guard i remember i i and this was legends but i remember reading crimson empire the comic um is it i mean are these the same type of group that would have 
protected the emperor? Um, I mean, they are separate from the royal guards, but I believe they're okay. intentionally modeled after them. But they they wouldn't oh. be the royal guards themselves. Okay. Um, also, Matt uh, Matt Mori, who was uh, uh, guest on last week's episode, he brought up that. Um, what did he bring up? He brought up something. Oh, Ray Sloan. He brought up Ray Sloan. Uh, is Ray Sloan the canon Admiral Dalla? Uh, oh. Looks like we lost. Did we lost Sarah? Lose Sarah? Yeah, it looks like we did. Okay. Um, what I was saying is, is, uh, is Ray Sloan Admiral Dalla, but for canon? Um, if anything else, if anything, Ray Sloan would be, um, what's her name with the red eye and the blue eye? Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. What book? The X-Wing books. Oh, I, I didn't read the X-Wing books. Oh I just goodness. love Admiral Dalla, but is, is Ray, is Ray Slow not the canon Admiral Dalla then? Maybe, maybe, but like the the villain of the X-Wing books is literally like like some of the same stuff happens in the story. Like even with her having prisoners brainwashed to pull off like um, bad stuff and like in both in both book series, uh, Wedge falls for a girl. And uh-huh. like they're about to start like getting together, and then her husband yeah. ends up being found in some prison, and then he's like, "Oh!" And then her husband ends up being a sleeper agent in in both series. Like, there's just a lot of similarities, and like too many. So that's that's who she made yeah. me think of more than Dalla. But um, okay. yeah, that's just I don't my. I love Admiral Dalla from Legends. Um, and so like. I want Dala to come in. If they brought Thrawn into into canon, they can bring Dala into canon. Unless Ray yeah. Sloan is filling that spot, and then I'm okay with that. Then I'll transfer my love over. I don't know anything about Ray Sloan, so. Okay. Uh, I mean, maybe she's a mixture of the two, but, you know, a Black queer woman. Um, yeah. <laughs> But either way, Not, I'm I'm cool. Uh, it's on Izard is is who I was thinking of. It's on Izard. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to look him up. Um, yeah, she's not she's not Tarkin's lover. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, not uh, <laughs> both of them are barking up different trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Um, I know that, uh, let's see. So, uh, we'll, we'll wait for Sarah to, or not wait for Sarah to come back. Sarah will come back. Um, have TIE fighters always dropped like bats? Is this a new thing? Did I, did I miss something? No, this is new. This is a new delivery system and it was super cool. I really, (laughs) really liked it. Uh, it makes me question how they got inside of them because the opening's typically on the very top. So like, you'd have to like slingshot yourself in you know but oh like yeah swing in yeah yeah uh well also how do you back up can tie fighters reverse yeah yeah they can hover and stuff uh it it does seem like it would be very awkward trying to park them though (laughs) yeah 
Or maybe you park them and then a conveyor belt brings it up and back up over. But what's the point of that? Why not <laughs> for storage? For, listen, the Empire is nothing but like the aesthetics. You know Moff Gideon yeah, he's like, okay, I'm doing the all black. We're gonna have them hang like bats. Um, <laughs> give me yeah. the dark saber back. Like he's like all black everything. You know, that's 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 how he does it. Yeah. Um, as we as we uh, oh, I'm gonna click Sarah back in. Um, question is that uh, what are the what's the staff that Moff Gideon had in uh um that extended. Is that a is that a vibro sword? No, that's not a. What's it called? What is it? Um, it's a an, an electro staff, but just like a custom version of it. Uh, it it, it looked a little bit like, it, it looked like um. Uh, what's her name? Captain Phasma's extending staff mixed with the electro staffs that uh, Grievous's guards used if those two had a baby um have we talked about the thing that made me cry for the first time this episode yet uh i do not know i hope i hope not <laughs> my first cry point of the night which is when uh grogu saves din from the troopers and then um when he's like thanks for your help i was like oh he's being very formal with him but then he said quote grogu i'm gonna need you to be brave for me okay and then i started crying <laughs> like anytime he does something so explicitly dad like, um I start crying. Did they did they need to explicitly say I am adopting this boy? I could have sworn he had adopted him already. I think that he adopt like in everybody's hearts he was already adopted, but I think for the logistics of the creed, he had to say it. But then that leads okay. me to the other thing, which is they called him Din Grogu, which I also started crying. Yeah. But then does that mean that Din is the last name and his name is yeah. Jaren? And it's like, yeah. okay, so I, so, I mean, there are calling Earth, him Din. There are Earth cultures. Right, right, right. That's, yeah. You know, um, Japanese, for yeah, instance. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you could still call him Din. It's like, you know. Like uh right, it's like, like Zit, calling like Zitten. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh Nick Miller calls Jess uh Day, right? Doesn't doesn't he doesn't uh, Nick, someone calls doesn't him Nick call, or something like that? Yeah, like everyone calls in my hero, everyone calls him Bakugo, but his name is Kotsky. Yeah. yeah. So you know it is what it is. Um, um yeah, didn't Grogu. Uh oh, so there was a lot of sliding in this episode. Did you guys notice that? A lot more sliding. I've never seen them slide as much as I did in this episode. It was half slides. Oh, yeah. Very true. The moment where uh the the uh the four what are they called? The shields are coming down one by one, and the last one, and it's like all the fog, and then he pops out and slides. I was like that's a Halloween Horror Nights. Like, that's a that's a not scary farm move right there. And, like, right. perfectly executed. But, yeah, the stunts, all the stunts, like, were crazy this episode. Um, also, he called R5 Buddy multiple times. Mm-hmm. So, character development. He is being affectionate to a droid when he needs it. 
to save lives. Yeah. He's affectionate to the droid, but he also doesn't mind when uh, his child pilots the carcass of an old friend. <laughs> yeah, I, definite ethical problems. The carcass. <laughs> Is the IG-11 that's at the end, does he have the memories of the previous one? I assume so, but I mean, because he came out and the caption said that you know this is ig 11 right so it's no longer ig 12 um i i have to i have to go back and see the thing that they needed in order to fix him yeah um it was like, like a memory circuit or something so i'm assuming it wasn't like his memory I'm, I'm gonna i'm outing myself as a boomer that knows nothing about technology so like it wasn't the information that's on the sd card it was like the little connectors on the sd card so the information was still there but the maybe the the memory circuit connectors needed help yeah but that should be easy enough right or ig droids rare i think that's the whole thing oh, is they're it was rare. super old yeah yeah they don't they don't make them and yeah okay um, did we know that uh, the name Carson Teva until today? Did we know? Yeah, we, we okay. knew, but I don't know if it was actually stated, but it, it, it's been talked about in his name. If you go to starwars.com, you'll see it there. Oh. And uh, I'm a subtitle watcher, so they've been calling him T yeah. Teva for okay. quite some time. Yeah. Okay. Um, um the whole the whole energy barrier thing was kind of reminding me kind of of the Punisher when he's in jail in prison mm. in in Netflix's I think that was Daredevil season two two yeah. and he's killing everybody and whatnot and I was like oh damn <laughs> and then he's like picking up the weapons as he goes yeah delightful. I loved Delightful. when he reach he reaches for the gun as the guy like falls. He's like, no, oh dang Yuck. it. <laughs> he could he couldn't get it. Look, at least the first guy. And then he picks up a couple other things, you know. Um he definitely leveled up in his martial arts. Uh, because that's not what you know we've seen him doing earlier. Uh, but but again, it was a lot of sliding. It, it was it, maybe he got he trained with Wonder Woman or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the, kind of Wonder Woman. -esque. The the original fight when he was with the the very first one he did. Also, anytime someone fights in a hallway, I feel I it feels like Daredevil. So I like that you brought up Punisher mm. in Daredevil season two because yeah, when they were fighting, there was a lot of a lot of choking happening, a lot of neck action happening. Um, well, he he kill he snapped someone's neck. Yeah, right? he snapped someone's neck, and then they get him by the neck. I also think it's funny that they had him in like essentially zip ties that he could cut off. Um, I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay, not smart. Yeah. Um, what's the spray that like Grogu was trying to? Is it like a Bacta spray? He was just like, yeah. So it's the same Bacta spray from the first season because mm -hmm. um, Din got it all jacked up and he wouldn't take off his helmet for IG Eleven. Mm. Um, and IG Eleven's like, I'm not alive, so you can take mm -hmm. it off. And then he then he like hoses him down with it. Either that, or it was like uh, just cooling mist, like yeah, cooling mist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they we'll do it at, at Universal Studios when it's hot outside. They have the big fans uh, with like the water coming in. It's like that. Yeah, or uh, it was like banaka, you know? <laughs> yeah, that too. It's minty fresh. And, yeah. and he he stopped before he could bring up his other arm and like shoot out orange slices. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, then we get the little scene with the underground farms. Like yeah. that was cute. Um, yeah. Life, life persists. Mm-hmm. Which is just life will uh, uh, find, find a way. way. <laughs> life uh, persists. And then, uh, and then Bo-Katan says, let's take back our planet. And um, I wrote, fuck yes, let's go, Bo. And then in my brain, I was like, I hope they don't kill her. But I yeah, I knew I they weren't thinking... going. I was like, I the Mandalorian is not a show that kills off its main characters. Like there's noble sacrifices that happen from side characters. But they yeah. I again I'm blaming blaming Brendan Wayne for saying it's gonna be so tragic and then it yeah. wasn't. There was definitely moments about... of fear. How'd you feel about the uh the death? of the dark saber i don't I personally swear. care their destiny is their own they don't need to be guided by the dark saber anymore i love it because it was stupid and arbitrary yeah <laughs> it does it, it, it's it's you know outdated but that's myth. it's very moff gideon i loved when he said like mandalorians are useless like without their trinkets but it's that that's the whole thing of like Moff Gideon has this old idea of what Mandalorians are, but they have, in the process of the season, evolved, right? They are, no no Mandalorians were spies. It wasn't infighting, and that's why they were able to, to, you know, to triumph. And I think this idea of, like, he thinks he's doing this horrible thing by crushing the Darksaber, but I think crushing the Darksaber set Bo free, right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to mess with that anymore she is the you know the rightful leader of mandalore because of just her character and who she is i mean you're right the existence of the dark saber itself invites that conflict and inner fighting so like yeah. with it gone it's yeah i, I love yeah it. uh when the but armor... i love how he says that yeah. he's like mandalorians are nothing without their trinket says the guy in the mech suit like yeah bro <laughs> right um uh did you guys notice okay so bo katan's flying she slides whips underneath and then shoots kneecaps first yeah like from her <laughs> knees i was like i've never seen that i, I don't know I, not that i've never seen it but like i has I mando does mando have kneecap shots uh, bo, boba does right boba does we haven't seen them on mando I, I feel like they're like, you know what? We can either give you whistling birds on, on your wrist or or missiles in your knees and your <laughs> wrist, obviously. <laughs> um, I, w- I would love to see, though, like a knee up into somebody's face and shoot them at the same time. <laughs> that might, you know? I'll have to go back and watch that scene again. It might have happened. Um, I, <laughs> I refer to this in my notes as a jetpack wall of death. If you've ever been at like a metal show where they like line and then they just, I was like, that was delightful. The jetpacks just going at each other. Um, I'm trying not to be hyperbolic about the jetpack midair fight scene. But when Bo is flying in, brings out the dark saber, the armor is next to her. The armor looks at her. First off, I was like, it's okay. You're showing off for your girlfriend. Um, And then it was like, (laughs) when they're fighting and Bo's got the dark saber and the armor's going with the uh with her hammers and Casca's killing it. I'm like, this this feels to me the Star Wars equivalent of the other uh scene that gives me life every day, which is uh Miles in Into the Spider-Verse, like 
getting his like figuring out how to use his powers yeah. like the what's adrenaline yeah the what's yeah. a danger scene like the feeling that i got from that was the feeling that i got from watching like especially the female mandalorians kick so much ass in the like mid-air fight scene like it has the same energy to me and it just brought a lot of like happiness to my heart yeah Jenny. like yeah. it was genuinely i was like levitating with joy watching it so it's like i know that there was a lot of predictions that we made that didn't come true and like we were expecting it to be a different kind of episode than it ended up being but like dude it was so good like that scene alone i was like fucking amazing like that was incredible and i loved it and i was so happy i want to go back and rewatch this whole season and just kind of feel the flow knowing now what comes and what they're building yeah. towards because it's a happy ending at the end. There's no cliffhangers. There's no tragedy. There is just a peaceful retirement. And is that where it ends? I. Uh, it's not right. But like, it seems like an ending. I was gonna say I don't. This is something I don't want to say, but it's it felt like a series finale. The way they I, ended I it. Hope, they, I hope it's a series finale. Personally, now. There's been there's been rumors because a of a like a vocal slip of saying that season four was written or that something's gonna happen in season four, and I don't remember who who it was in it. But there, there hasn't been like officially announced. So I, well, I we don't know, know we're getting a movie, right? Mm -hmm. So it could be a series finale and then they come out of retirement for the movie. Maybe. Or maybe they return to the season one dynamic of one-off episodes where he returns to being a bounty hunter except now he has you know grogu um in tow like that's that's how i would do it going forward because we really did wrap up all of the narrative threads mm -hmm. um with the exception of you know who originally hired ig11 to kill the child <laughs> instead of get him um, we still won't know that i think they forgot about that um because him and Din show up and IG is like, my job is to kill him. You know, that's yeah. like, who, who who ordered that? Uh, and then the other thing is, you know, Elias Kane, but I don't that's I don't think that's something that can wrap up in this show. I yeah. don't think it ever does wrap up. They just grow and taint the new republic. Well, there are other series coming out, right? Yeah. I mean, Ahsoka exactly. is gonna take place at this time, I'm assuming. Ahsoka yeah. is it takes you know place now at this point in time so uh there might be threads that come in i mean and skeleton crew we, we we know that uh at least the, the pirate vein is is a crossover character okay mm. but what what time period is skeleton crew that's the well, jude law like, one right yeah like vein escapes this pirate thing and then we see him in the trailer for wait who's Vane? which one's Vane? that's the, the first... pirate that like pieced out right yeah oh what, what what's his species called uh what was he again was he a uh, uh chopped off davy jones <laughs> no no you're talking about you're you're talking about like the hondo anaka guy right he's like the same species yeah the guy that wanted to drink at the school yeah what's what race is he what what i don't know uh, yeah. He's, I can look. I, I want to say Nikto, um, but I, I think that might be wrong. Cool. Let me let me double check because that's gonna. Oh, uh, weak Is he a weak way? Uh, no, he's a Nikto. He's a Nikto. I was. Oh, he's a Nikto. 
it's it's uh, it's funny how Star Wars is incorporated. I forget exactly how Klaatu Barada Nikto. How, how yeah. they've incorporated each part um, of that phrase. And, and what is what is the full phrase? So so we we got Klaatuinians that they kind of look like dogs with their their jowls. Yeah. Um, and then we have Niktos and what was the other one? Barada. So um, Barada was a Klaatuinian who served the crime lord Jabba the Hutt. Okay, it's a name of a guy instead of a species. So, yeah. Um, which is from the where uh, the day the earth stood still. Oh, okay. That's I'd heard it before, I just didn't know where it came from. It's the, it's the, it's the, the fail safe like phrase to shut down the destruction of the earth. Um, in that movie. Mm. Anyway, um, so we think it's the end, and then I'm assuming, I mean, I'm assuming a Mando movie is going to also incorporate Ahsoka. Is that, is that off? Yeah, they referred to it as, like, the culmination of the Mando-verse. Right. Um, So. So I think if there's the big bad in that movie, I have to assume it would be Thrawn. Depending on what happens to Thrawn and yeah ahsoka but i'm I'm assuming one season of the ahsoka show is not enough to take down thrawn considering moff gideon had three seasons of the mandalorian i feel like if moff gideon has three seasons of the mandalorian and then they take down thrawn in one season it's gonna be i feel upsetting i feel like if thrawn's opponent was ahsoka it would have been like three episodes (laughs) oh no you mean if gideon moff gideon's oh yeah 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 fair um who knows i don't know he was he was being the shit out of din like (laughs) it was bad i was like this is not but that's din though ahsoka like couldn't couldn't deal with like a force push i know anytime (laughs) someone punches beskar armor or beskar helmets in the face it just makes me laugh so like it was kind of a brutal fight but at the same time i was like there's just something about someone punching a beskar helmet in the face that makes yeah. me smile. Like this yeah. can't be a this can't be a like the most efficient way to be fighting, but you're going well, for it. You know, that's actually something that, that that just being a pedantic weirdo always <laughs> bugs me slightly. Cause like back in the knights day, you know, they get good armor, and so you couldn't cut it with the sword. So they would flip their broadsword backwards and bash them over the head and knock them unconscious by you know, mm-hmm. like you hit it hard enough, your brain rattles inside of your head, and that's not good. <laughs> it's not a good thing for you. Uh, so I felt like that that could still happen, but you know, it's it, it is it is what it is. Uh, um, I liked I liked watching Din and Grogu like fight together, like the combo of like Din's physical strength and then uh, Grogu using the Force. I thought was delightful. The way they were kind of like <laughs> going off each other. Um, and then I the still, fireball, the fire, the fire shield. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. That was it was great to have. And that that's a call. Ca- yeah, that's a callback to season one. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, are we, but, are but we like, have- like the little the little scene where you know Grogu pulls the weapon away from the guard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I wrote it in my notes as um uh, Grogu pulling a Kanan. I don't know why, but there's something about the visual with uh, 
the force hand and the fire i was like oh it's it always just reminds me of kanan and then it made me sad um but i was like he did good though he didn't do the same thing kanan did but there was the force and fire so potato potato yeah (laughs) uh then as we close this up did we did we like this ending yeah i was delighted i have a couple of complaints but Din, uh, Ragnar finishes giving his creed, Din Grogu, um, and then the, the armor gives the torch to Bo-Katan so she can relight the forge. The forge is relit on Mandalore. The Mandalorians are all there doing their little gauntlet clap. I cried. Um, I love Mandalorians so much. And then Din and Grogu are, he's sitting there relaxing while he plays with the frog. Like, it was beautiful. It was perfect. It was everything I could have wanted, except I didn't see Pedro Pascal's face. That's a negative for me. Um, uh, And then my two, the two, like, Chekhov's guns, like that whole thing that if you show, so if you show a gun in Act 1, you have to use it by Act 3. We, you showed me the Mythosaur, and then nothing happened with that. We didn't see him come up out of the lake. I didn't see what he looks like, so I can't get a plushie of him just which is like the cardinal sin and then the mind flayer you showed us what the mind flayer could do everyone was like oh is din gonna get mind flayed and then nothing came of that so there's two like hanging things that i was like why did you guys introduce that if if it wasn't gonna come back um and then i didn't see pedro pascal's face so those are my two complaints everything else i found to be truly delightful also there wasn't a post-credit singer which surprised me um but I think they maybe think that everyone's hyped up enough already for Ahsoka. I thought for sure we were going to get a Thrawn hologram. I was like, so sure of it. Uh, Sorry, Um, I'm late. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, Moff Gideon's dead? Good riddance. You know, like, I I thought I was quite sure. So that- By the way, we're saying Moff Gideon's dead, but also he burned, but so did Vader. Like, I don't know. He just, he was wearing armor and he burned. Like, did he actually die? I hope so. I hope so, too. I mean, at what point is it going to go, like, a step further? He's like, I need to be part mythosaur. I also think it's troubling uh, the concept that you can uh, scientifically engineer force sensitivity. Like, was he successful with that? Was he running tests on that? Like. That's, I don't like that. Well, that's what uh, the test on Grogu was, right? Or was supposed to be, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. it was supposed to be for. But is, if the implication is that he was successful in that and that those, if they didn't interfere, they would have come out fully cooked and force sensitive, that, that I don't like that. Also, that clone opened well, his eyes. Sure did. Yeah. Uh, it, that was it was it was weird. I didn't, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> it made me feel gross, <laughs> but. Um, yeah. We so yeah, there's no way for us to know whether or not it was actually successful, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I really don't want it to be a case where uh, I mean, it, it, it actually would be interesting if the technology, if someone cracked the code on it, but Palpatine just didn't have access, he was being selfish and didn't share it. <laughs> that's what that's what happened. Um, it's still, it's still better than. Luke <laughs> in heir heir to the empire is that what it is uh yeah yeah last last with, with Jor- uh, but yeah. Joris 
Kabaya. Yeah. 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 Uh, I I have I have the books right there. Excellent um, books. Excellent books. I, I love them. Again, though, I like uh, the Jedi Academy trilogy. That's the dollar one, right? With the yeah. sun, with the star, uh, sun crusher, sun crusher. I think anyway. Uh, yeah. With XR Kun's ghost. Anyway, um, uh, I want to thank you guys so much. Oh, what's that? Were you oh, that? It was like, but but uh, oh my goodness! Now I don't know what to say when we're offline because my my brain isn't working quite right all right, right now. <laughs> I uh, did. I did write down in my notes. This is all I've ever wanted, um, in regards to like the closing image of them. Yeah, like sitting on the on their little uh, summer cabin, in between adventures. Yeah. Um, yeah, it felt like an ending to me. And if it is an ending, I will be sad, but I will be okay with it. Yeah. Um, Again, I'm they'll come back for sad. the movie. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. Or if we return to an adventure of the week type thing, you know. Because they're, yeah. you know, they're independent contractors for the New Republic, so they're going out on different adventures. So if we if we go to kind of a back to basics thing, I'm okay with that too. Um, yeah. yeah, let's explore the universe a little bit. You know, also the outer rim by definition is huge. Yeah, the outer rim of a circle is bigger than the core, right? So there's a lot you can do, um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see what comes. Ahsoka comes out later this year. What else comes out? Acolyte? Acolyte's the thing I'm most excited for. Um, but I mean, I think that's a little bit further out, but yeah. Can't yeah. Wait. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on the show, uh, dealing through some technical difficulties. But like, hey, see, season three, episode eight, it was a series finale. I'm glad we were able to talk about it all. Um, 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 Chaco where can we find you online what do you got coming up anything you want to plug yeah um i'm i'm darth chaco uh darth chaco on tiktok darth chaco on youtube um darth chaco 7 on twitter darth chaco ig on instagram my old one got deleted by instagram and they wouldn't let me i'm so pissed about that what happened i don't even know they're just like uh, we can't verify who you are, so we're gonna delete this account unless you can prove it. And uh, they're like, send us a picture of you know, and I did <laughs> a picture of yourself with today's newspaper and your Instagram handle written on it. Like what? Yeah, and then they're like, can't confirm, uh, delete it, and you're like, and this cannot be repealed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sorry, coming man. up is just going to be a, a bunch of of content expect to see a bunch of jedi survivor content coming up real soon as well as um i am going to be doing some more ttrpg type things so i'm going to be running a game that's set in the avatar the last airbender universe so Ooh. okay a lot of fun that's cool that's cool um sarah miss marauder yes. thank you so much for being co-host this whole season um um you've been a great co-host uh thank thank you you for each and every one of these episodes um where can people find you online what do you got coming up uh so you can find me at ms underscore marauder on instagram and tiktok uh we got a couple conventions coming up we got anime las vegas coming up uh and then we've got star wars night at disneyland so we're gonna do our encanto mandalorians there um, so yeah, the next big build is, uh, my daughter's 
is going to be uh, Tiny Hawks from My Hero Academia. So uh, we are in the wing building stage of that. So she's going to have giant red wings and uh, she's going to run around terrorizing everyone. So yeah, so you can uh, watch the process of that on Instagram if you're more into like the process of building stuff. And then uh, TikTok is just general shenanigans. General shenanigans. General shenanigans. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this. Uh, Thank you to anybody out there uh, listening, uh, wherever you get your podcasts from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Uh, You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at The Keeg Show. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at The Keeg Show, slash The Keeg Show, all that good stuff. But TikTok and Instagram are two biggest ones. Um, stay tuned for uh, some more stuff. Secret Invasion, I think, is the next after show we'll be doing. And then I think it's Ahsoka. Um, but definitely stay tuned for that. We do Comic Talk on Thursdays and the Keeg Talks every weekend. Um, this weekend, we're talking about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 30th reunion, uh, once and always. And so we're doing that this weekend. And uh, yeah. Yeah, just staying busy and uh, rolling with the punches. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Either way, uh, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the series finale. So uh, season three, episode eight of The Mandalorian After Show. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.